You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Chris, I'm the host, and today I'm joined by John. How are you doing? I'm alright. Yourself, Chris? I, I do this just about every week. I say I'm joined by John, but then I can screw it up somewhere along the line saying joined by John. Well, it sounds like joined by John or joined by John. I don't know. That's, uh, you think I've got to hang it, but you're a, a frequent uh, guest on the podcast. Are you even a guest, is it? Aye, I know. It's, a, it's been the two of us mostly this season. Which aye, you'd say regular, maybe. Aye, regular. I should. Aye. It's a guest if you're only on a couple of times. Like, aye. Like Hamish, he's been on a couple of times. Just, uh, I suppose Craig will be a guest this season. Exactly, aye. Uh, Greg's been on a couple of times, Andy. So aye, we're, we're the two regulars. Greg will be wanting back on, and I tell you that. The way they're going, aye, what surprise me. Flying. Hopefully that run stops at the weekend. Well, well, we'll come to that, I suppose. Aye. Um, Right, plenty to talk about, so we should probably start off uh, in midweek actually with the the, the the couple of games that were played in because probably the big game was the, the Scottish Cup rehearsal between the uh, Hibs and Rangers, which Hibs came out on top. Aye. Apparently. I said they were a better team throughout most of the game, but I heard, but I never really seen any because I was. What did you hear? Did you hear Hibs were a better team or Rangers? I heard Hibs were a better team. Ah, I see. It depends who you who you see because. One of the boys in the forum, he reckoned that it was all down to defensive errors and Rangers are the better teams, so just depends. I suppose it depends what uh, classes we are. Oh, a very, very what, limited... What colour they are. I suppose. I, I got... i never seen any. I got that from uh, one Rangers fan, I know. They thought I was a better team because uh, Rangers have nothing to play for anymore. And I, I, he said he reckoned it just didn't want to give too much away for the, the final, so... Uh, yeah, I tell you what, though... Uh, is it Jason Cummins? He's a, pretty much a, a stick on for scoring against Rangers. Aye, uh, I think Stokes. He, he got one of them, uh, I, I don't know, but I know that. That was the only thing I heard a few Celtic fans saying that. He's, he's Stokes and uh, score against Rangers. He never sent him away. And it was, oh, shop. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, hopefully that one continues for Cummins in the Scottish Cup final. Well, we shall see. They've got a lot of big games coming up, perhaps. Uh, I think we're playing this one against the Barton. Because um, they, they, they kind of blew it at the weekend. Because <laughs> having beat uh, Rangers through the week, they yeah, then drew against Morton, nothing each. They, had, they, had now, they got away with it because uh, Wraith Rovers and Falkirk drew two each. So they can still catch Falkirk this uh, midweek if they can win their game in hand. But they're behind, they're still seven goals behind them. Goal difference. They, they are, but I suppose if they win their two games. Aye, but Falkirk, if they win, they're what a game is it? Man, it's at home. Home to Morton. So, yeah, Morton could play uh, that part. Hibs uh, are at home to Queen of the South. So I had fancy Falkirk. That's that's the big games, because, I mean, Ruth Rovers are already set and forth. Can't catch... Well, no, they can't catch Hibs. Um, so it's, it comes down to whether Falkirk or Hibs finish second. So you'd imagine, I'd imagine if Falkirk beat Queen of the South, it won't really matter what Hibs do, unless they give, issue an absolute spanking in midweek against Dumbarton, which I don't really see. I think the Dumbarton will be... Well, Dumbarton's season's pretty much done now, because they've, uh, they've achieved what they were looking to do. Finished, uh, they, they, well, if they, if they beat Hibs and win their last game of the season, they could still finish higher than they are now, but they're at least eighth. They're not in the playoffs. Obviously, we're consigned to that at the weekend. Thanks to the... Yeah. Defeat uh, away to Queen of the South, well done, Barton were beating St. Martin and scuppered in the charity bit. Ah, yeah, I see Falkirk as well, another successful substitution by uh, Pearson. He's going to have, kind of, have quite a few goals goal, off the bench. Yeah. It was so. uh, well, they were 1-0 down and then they were 2-1 down in that game and managed to pull it back twice. So. Ah, it could be an important time for Falkirk just because there's a few players there, um, the likes of Sybold, Alston, that might think that if they don't come up, maybe it's time to move on. I know Alston, obviously, he's already been, been linked with St. Johnson, but uh, whether maybe any other clubs might be in, interested in him, you would think there'd be some interest down south. Um, and I, I imagine there's a few others, O'Hara as well. So, right, awesome. I, if you feel that if Falkirk don't come up, it could be maybe a, a, that team will change a wee bit in that season. It's going to be a really good playoff, though, because, I mean, Wraith Rovers seem to be the 
bang on form at the moment as well. So if they can carry yeah. the playoffs, then, then who knows what they'll do against whoever it is that finishes third. Aye, uh, boy Hardy, that's one loan from Rangers, has been a constant goal threat for them since he went there. Definitely brown for him. So um, you could probably make a case for you could probably make a case for any of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could probably make a case for the Premiership team, whoever that might be as well, because they're, they're obviously playing in the higher league, and we saw what yeah. happened to Motherwell last season. Motherwell looked like they were doomed. But, uh, I think you've got to say it's going to be Kilmarnock because it's looking seven up, yeah. points, seven points behind with four games to play. Guy, uh, Hamilton uh, uh, safe as of uh, this weekend, so yeah, would be, you would something along those lines. You would think that Kilmarnock need at least three wins. I would imagine come on potentially all four probably all four Um, they they kind of shot himself in the foot again this this week with that uh, really awful back pass which Tanzi pounced on and uh, they can see their penalty when McDonald brought him down but McDonald got himself sent off Uh, I've got to admit I thought that was a bit harsh because I thought Tanzi had knocked it well wide I don't think I don't think that was a goal score opportunity if he'd got the ball well it won't be a red next season will it uh, no, it wouldn't have been. You're right. So um, it's, it's, I don't even think. I, I honestly don't think it was a red this time either. But uh, that could be a massive blow for Kilmarnock when they play Hamilton because he'll be suspended. Yes. Um, however, Hamilton's home form is not that great. True, but they seem. To, I mean, Hamilton have picked up some really good wins in the last couple of weeks. Obviously, they have yeah. there. Um, fully deserved it against a Dundee United team that already looked relegated. To be honest. And they actually got a few goals as well, Hamilton, which... Aye. Aye, come into form at the right time. Aye, just at the right time, like you say. They could be safe this weekend if it beat Kilmarnock. They might even go off Thistle. Uh, Aye, possibly. Depends what happens in the the other games at the weekend. Um, They could even finish the the season in seventh. That's... Yeah, oh, true. Aye, they could. But that's that's the crucial thing for... um, the rest of the, the, the fixtures this weekend because the Dundee Derby is on Monday night I think next week and, and that could consign uh, Dundee United today. it could but it needs oh. Kilmarnock to beat Hamilton so I don't see that happening I think Hamilton are going to win that game and, and save themselves and I think that will be enough to make sure that Dundee can't relegate Dundee United next week uh, yeah, it's going to interesting go back to the um, Kilmarnock game they, they were on top as well <laughs> They were a goal ahead when Balatoni played that pass back, and they, they had a few chances as well, whereby they could have stretched the lead. So, yeah, and Balatoni could have sold the jerseys, and there's very little sign that uh, Kilmarnock are capable of winning even two games in a row. So, aye, uh, they look more prone to shooting themselves in the foot than they do. They did hit the woodwork a couple of times. So, yeah. so going forward, they weren't bad, but it was at the back, they were just they were terrible. And I thought um, there was really good analysis in sports scene. Last night, but I know we I swag off the the touch. What was that you said? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was good analysis. I thought they they, they, oh, highlighted, they highlighted all the problems that were in the command up defence and uh, where they went wrong, and most of it was Balotelli, unfortunately for him. Um, I, I wish Michael Stewart. He's a bit hit and miss, but I when when he just sticks to talking sense. <laughs> I suppose when him they just sticks to talking sense it's, it can be good but uh, he, was, he doesn't he, suffer Sutherland anyway no he doesn't no did, uh, did you see you the, did, I think, did you see him on Friday night in BT's fort no no well come on to that game like, I, thankfully I decided for some reason I decided not to watch it it was um, it was highly amusing at the end of the game when Chris Sutton was, was just laying into everything and both uh, oh Stephen Craig and Michael Stewart were the two other two that were on and they were kind of Try to give Chris Sutton his, his words back, but it was a, it was it was entertaining in the game, especially since Derek McInnes was hiding in the dressing room again. Do you think uh, Sutton's just trying to be controversial for the sake of being controversial all these these days? Yes, times? but I thought a lot of what he said on Friday night was probably right. To, to be honest, I'm not a big fan of Stephen Craig. Stephen Craig has one of these attitudes where he'll say something, and even if you turn around and prove him wrong, he'll come away with some nonsense like, uh, oh, well, I, I know I'm right. He's that kind of guy. Yeah, Just I think sh- I saw it mentioned somewhere. I can't remember where I saw it, but I think that he doesn't get as much stick because he's quite articulate in the way that he speaks. Oh, he yes. does. But, but I can't remember where I saw that, but somewhere I... He's... he's He's quite arrogant in the way he speaks as well. I think. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of Stephen Craig at all. 
But uh, aye, Michael Stewart. Like, um, occasionally gets caught up, Michael Stewart. But um, for the most part, like, uh, he, he can be, he can talk a lot of sense and be quite a decent pundit. But I don't think he was especially good on Friday. But uh, he was a lot better than sports scene on Sunday. I'll give him full credit. I just wish sports scene would stop persisting and be pretending that's a touchscreen teller. Because <laughs> none of them, are, whoever it is that does it in the back, isn't good at keeping up with the, the actual pretend touches of the. Yeah. So I <laughs> stop it. Um, we're all over the we're all over the place tonight, aren't we? Well, I just kind of flowed. And, and, you don't even mention the charity bit. So, well, no, I, mean, I did mention the fact that uh, the Barton scuppered it by winning against the Mund. Aye. Uh, the other half of it, we did, this will lead us nice in League One actually, because we'll come back to the rest of the Premiership well. Um, was when uh, Beacon City won. Uh, one 0 against Stranraer, and um, that win coupled with Forfar Athletic getting beat by Albion over three two, has uh, consigned Forfar to bottom spot. They will play in the League Two next season. Yeah, that's some fall for a team that was narrowly missing out in the playoffs last season. At the other end, aye, and it wasn't so long ago that Forfar were the team down there that were the form team as well. Uh, but they're, they're, they're five it, it, both Breaking City and Cowden Beast and six behind Stephen Schmier so I mean that's the that's the, the big thing that they're playing for this weekend uh, there's is any one of those three could finish ninth uh, yeah suppose and Stennis with it Stennis with it at home against Albion Rovers Cowden Beast away to Stringard and then forfeit against Breaking yeah and the, and the really interesting thing about that is both Albion Rovers and Stringard can still make the, the playoff spot going up the way so yes. they've got something to play for as well Yep. Uh, Airdrie, so a good, Airdrie, last, a good last day in there. That, that's probably well. I suppose the the, the lower two leagues you pay attention because everything's done in the championship now, apart from designing the who finishes second. But uh, I think that's yeah. Sunday anyway, isn't it? Yes, it is the championships. Right, so that's good. So, so the, the, the third thing, sorry, the other thing in the league one as well is that Pierre Head could go ahead of here, which is important in the. the Playoff mm, place. No, really. Peterhead What's that? Peterhead and Air are going to play each other regardless of whether they finish second or third. Stan play Aye. in Livingston. Oh, they don't work it like that then. Oh, it's different than this one. It, 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 second will play third uh-huh. in these playoffs, so whatever way around they finish, it's going to be. They'll be playing each other. So, That's what, aye, so it's only the, only the Premiership that they try and close the shop more so. Aye. 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 Well, so that's done. Um, it's the, the big question is whoever finishes ninth, it's Dennis Muir breaking their cow and beef. It's uh, who did they play in League Two? Because uh, that was another interesting result. Because uh, it was what Elgin City beat East Stirling, so they're up to third. Queens Park beat Clyde, so they moved up to second. Clyde slipped to fourth because uh, Anna Athletic slipped up against Stirling Albion. Ah, uh, yes, probably between Clyde and Aaron, just in terms of good difference, maybe. Might you Elgin? Uh, uh, El- if, if Elgin lose, and both Clyde and Aaron win, then Elgin would slip out the playoffs. Um, because uh, cause Clyde would be a point ahead of Elgin, and Aaron would finish level in points with them, but they'd have a better goal difference. Um, I think, technically, Queen's Park could still slip out of it as well, even though they're sitting... That's sit- a big game. Aaron, Queen's Park... Aye, so if if Aaron beat Queen's Park, they need to do it by a couple of goals to overtake them. Um, that would be the. I think, I think that's the only way for Aaron to guarantee to be in the playoffs. Because Queen's Park is, there's a four goal difference between Aaron and Queen's Park. Aye, so they need to win by at least a couple of goals. Um, I think it would then come down to goals scored, maybe <laughs> whatever that is. I can't even is see. it goal scoring? I don't know. I, I, think, think, it's I, think, I, think, I think it's goal difference and then goal scored. Aye. So if Annan scored a couple, Annan have scored more goals than Queen's Park, so they need a two goal swing. They need to beat Queen's Park by two goals to guarantee their playoff place. Because if they don't beat them by two goals and both Elgin beat Arbroath and Clyde beat Stirling Albion, then they would still miss it. Yeah. That's pretty tough. I mean, I, I mean, Annan have, have made that uh, a run for their own back, to be honest, with losing at the weekend there. So. Uh, but uh, there, there is a possibility that Anna Athletic could win at the weekend and still be missing out in the playoffs. That's that's how good this league's been this season. Yeah. Um, not a whole lot else to talk about in that league, given that Easterland have been long since been consigned to the the bottom spot. But it is worth noting what happened in the the first leg of the the pyramid playoff. Absolutely, I heard about it. The score when I was at a wedding on Saturday from Andy, I met to see Andy on Saturday. 
Yeah, he told me the scores. It's a bit of a surprise. A 3 0 win away from home for uh, Edinburgh City. Absolutely. I think we were all kind of half expecting Cove Rangers to be the, the team that came out of that, but it's certainly Edinburgh. It's, I mean, they're not they're not guaranteed to get through yet, but they've they've put themselves in a massively strong position. Oh, absolutely. Because you can't you can't imagine they're going to throw away that three goal lead at home. So it looks Good like Edinburgh so. City taking on Easterland, and uh, for that place in week two, and you wouldn't put it past Edinburgh City to win it. Aye, they might do. Aye. So that would be. Ah, I've not seen. I've not. I couldn't tell you. I've never seen Edinburgh City play, so I can tell you how good they are. I played a bit last year, but I missed the game. But you know, hard to say. Hopefully, I don't. To be honest, I don't really care. A call for Edinburgh City. I would just hope it is one of them that comes up and wins the playoff, as opposed to another season whereby the the pyramids not really not much point if they're always coming up. Well, that's it. I mean, I've got nothing against the likes of East Stirling and even further up the leagues or Livingston or Kamara or Hamilton or whoever it is that finishes, but I don't like that system. I don't like the last chance zone option. Yeah, same. Don't like it, you know. So, uh, I always prefer it if the the team that's uh, coming up beats the team that's going down. And yes, that does include what happened last season with Rangers and Motherwell, before anybody doubts. I would rather the Rangers... Yeah, no, you did that last year. You did say that as well. So uh, I mean that that's probably summed up the lower leagues in a, a very quick manner, um, and we've already touched on the Premiership. Uh, Does that mean we have to go back to Friday? We we, we, we probably should Friday. go back to Friday um, and go back to uh, well apparently uh, we're doing this Monday night after Spurs have dropped two points to uh, West Brom, but immediately after the game, Graham Graham Suresh came out and said that uh, a team that was playing. Uh, for challenging for a title, dropping points to a team that had nothing to play for, that could only happen in England. Well, Graham, let's have a look at the Scottish League and see what happened this weekend in the top six. We'll start uh, from Friday night. St Johnson, nothing to play for, managed to cuff an Aberdeen team who were going for the title. The thing I remember that, right? No team has nothing to play for because there's been a professional for one. Uh, St Johnson can still finish in fourth which is extra money. Um, so, there's always something to play for. However, again, we've just come apart at our own time of the season, Aberdeen. I don't know. You, you would think, especially as we're playing, okay, the, the title kind of go anyway, but even just, I don't know. They've, I've definitely fallen apart at our own time. Maybe, you could maybe put it down to a bit of tiredness in terms of Aberdeen haven't had much of a break over the last few seasons we've been involved in Europe so early however um, you've also had a bit of a break with cup games because you've done you've had weekends off a wee bit with cup games a wee bit but I think again it comes down to a bit of lack of depth and options because uh, McGinn by all accounts wasn't very good I think most of the team um, I spoke to the boys that had seen the game or been at the game they said there was the only person that maybe got pass marks it was Barry Robson who came on as a sub yep. and the young boy McLennan that came on so I just lack of depth it comes down to as well if player if, even if players are no in form there's no one to replace them so they keep on playing them uh, so again frustrating by St Johnson all season we have struggled against that's ah, the yeah, case. Scored 12, I was, 12, scored 12 goals against us. Yep. They've taken seven points off us. Yep. Uh, and McKenna's touched on it after the game. They are one of the teams that are maybe a bit more physical, St. Johnson, and we just do not cope very well with teams that are physical. So that's certainly where he's going to look to strengthen that season, which he said. And whether that means maybe new centre, I'd think a new goalkeeper, new centre back, new centre midfielder. Pretty much the full spine of the team. Right. Uh, up top's the only place that we're kind of all right, but depending on what happens with Church, we might be looking for another striker as well. I don't know whether he'll um, bring Shankland back into the first team squad, but even still, if that is the case, I would still think we would need another striker because two strikers isn't enough. I know McGinn can play there, but I still think you'd want someone else in there. Uh, but yeah. We were masters of our own downfall, though. The second goal in particular, Ryan Jack, 
he just invited pressure on us in terms of he, what he was doing. I know he's maybe trying to play football and kind of build from the back, but just poor. I thought, I thought you're shaking down. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a season of the great, basically, because uh, uh, it's been touched on in terms of whether we we have, like maybe we've not received as much flack as what uh, Celtic have. I think there has been there has been some progress, but in terms of the fact of obviously beating Celtic twice, we probably just Give- not moved as moved as much ahead as what we would want to. Yeah, given uh, they've beaten Celtic twice. The fact that you're six points worse off this season than you were this time last season is a bit of a kick in the teeth. Well, last season... Because I've had to get 12 points in because you never took it enough Celtic at all, whereas this season you've taken six yeah. off us. So you've managed to uh, drop 12 points somewhere along the line that you didn't drop last season. Well, That's... last season our consistency against the bottom six in particular was impressive. But uh, Inverness, who in the bottom six, we've struggled against us even though I took four off, I think. Um, Which is and, a, I thought you were maybe beating them this season. I think we, or maybe did they not beat you twice? Try to think. No, they beat. I you, thought I beat you once and drew you once in Inverness, and I thought I this thing in my head that they drew you at Pedrodri or not? Maybe they did. I over Christmas actually. Yeah, Motherwell was struggled against as well, but yeah. Um, and well, but I, it's just a so. Yeah, the bit. It's hard to be. It's hard to be too annoyed. I think it's just the fact that I mean again. Celtic at the weekend drop points. Mm-hmm. Not that not that it would have marred much. It would have, if I were to win Friday, Celtic had, I don't know, Celtic might not have drawn that game. But maybe Celtic a bit more relaxed on Sunday because I would have dropped points as well. But you never know because Celtic have been going into this game against Hearts. But even still, six points, it's effectively seven, it would have been seven points anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But aye, we need to, bigger, like saying that for a while, more depth is required in the squad. Yeah. Again, only maybe positive is the fact that Hearts dropped points on Saturday because um, nobody lost on Friday. You're starting to question whether we'll finish in second place. Um, not that it's secured yet, but you would like to hope we'll get a win out of the last four games. I think it's very strange. Especially, the fact, we get three, especially the fact we've got three home games uh, to come. It's, it's very strange because uh, like, over the course of the weekend, I saw an Aberdeen team who looked like they were done. <laughs> to be honest, uh, I thought St Johnson. Well, you're right. I mean, St Johnson overpowered them. You've seen it for the third goal, especially when they they, they kind of they pressured the Aberdeen defence into making a mistake, and then pretty much just stroked the ball in the net. Um, I thought there was even even the second goal, and before the second goal, actually, St Johnson did the ball in the net, but it got ruled out because oh, uh, it, it yeah. Ryan Jack Scott Brown. Scott Brown. <laughs> so, I just Scott Brown just fell over. Uh, it was it was it was a poor decision by Craig Thompson, but um, I mean that about a minute later, and obviously had that one. I'm I'm not sure if McLean was it McLean Steve McLean got the, the the final touch on that ball or not, but I think him even being there was enough to put off Scott Brown from from picking it up. So uh, again, yeah, it, it just like, Aberdeen looked a bit of a shambles. So then you went for Aberdeen looking for that shambles on Friday night. The Hearts thinking, like, thinking maybe Hearts can uh, catch up with Aberdeen, but given that they had a chance to do that against Inverness the previous midweek and didn't because they, they got enough needs draw instead, um, they then followed it up with a 1 0 defeat to Motherwell. Now, there was a stat on Sports Scene last night saying they had 1 0 since 2010, Aye. which I suppose is, uh, is fair enough, but then when you remember that Hearts not all that long ago hammered Motherwell 6 0. For them to then go out and lose one, a much improved Motherwell, it should be said. Um, it's it's ha, a bit disappointing. I, I, I think I said this a few weeks ago that Hearts looked like they were done, but that was them that were happy with third place. And, and fair play to them, third place will get them in Europe. So uh, they, they've obviously have come straight up for the Championship to finish third. It's a fantastic achievement. But I do think, as, as much as Aberdeen will be regretting dropping so many points at crucial periods to try and catch up with Celtic, I think Hearts are probably regretting. Dropping so many crucial points in just in the last few weeks. One thing about Hearts, though, that they do have to build on is their home form this season has been pretty decent. Um, it's the away form that needs to work on. Yeah. I, decide, I actually decided earlier, um, I use, obviously, we go on the, the podcast and traits from the, the Scottish Football Forums, and I used Tapa Talk for that. I decided that came up and uh, not comes up. I don't know, do you use Tapa Talk at all? Not really, but I know no. you can use it to access the forum. That's my so, 
it can be a lot of other football forums that I thought, just out of interest, I would have a real look at uh, Hearts Forum just to see what they were saying on there, just in general about you know what's going on. And you can know, see quite there's a thread in particular, and they do think that they, they do have maybe a chance of competing next year for the title um, in terms That's of maybe players that they need. So there was that. The other thing that I read, which kind of, I was quite surprised at, is that Sam Nicholson was getting a fair bit of stick. Um, saying that he's not really progressed much this season. However, he won young player of the year last last night at the right, Rebel. So he was going for the year awards. Right. I think it's just maybe because when you compare Nicholson and Walker, by all accounts, Nicholson is a better prospect as a youngster, whereas Walker seems to kick on a wee bit more, even though um, he's had a few injuries, uh, Walker. So I, yeah. I thought it was quite interesting having a look at the look to see what they were saying. I think the other thing as well, the main thing they were saying is that they're a striker, they need a striker. But maybe one more second season they'll improve. Because that's the one thing they've not had this season as a 20 goal season striker. So, But defensively, pretty sound, you would say. And they did make a couple of clever signings in January, so mm-hmm. they'll have settled in a wee bit more in terms of Suter and Kitchen. Yeah. So, I know Kitchen was signed a wee bit after the, the window closed. They're strengthening from a good position, I think, is is, is what Hearts have got uh, going for them going into next season. Um, obviously, we'll have Rangers coming up for the, the championship. We never mentioned this, but they get their trophy um, at the weekend there, and then went on to well, actually, they drew with Alwa first. Uh, yeah, they get their trophy, which uh, yeah, Dora. Aye, Dora. I think Hearts though that they have in their favour is the fact that the crowds that they're getting. Yeah, I, I, the, the, the Hearts fans have really bought into the, the revival because obviously them being involved in the foundation of Hearts has uh, helped save the club and then it's really rallied them and they're, they're filling Tynecastle just about every week. Uh, it's so that, every that, week. So, so that's a bit of concern for Aberdeen who um, obviously on the field we went better but off the field we can I struggle in terms of crowds. So Hearts are obviously if Hearts and most people are going to Hearts they're going to be getting more money, unless I would do again more money from elsewhere, like merchandise and the likes and whatever. But certainly, hearts are doing well there in terms of crowds, and it'll probably um, improve again once they get their, their new stand as well. Yeah, oh, I would think so. And so, that, that when, once they do that, I think I saw a, a really good stadium actually. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing as well is our scouting system seems to be pretty decent in terms of don't just look in Britain in terms of players it's worked out sometimes other times it's not maybe worked out but they, they do look further afield than just looking in Britain they're a really well run club these days you've got to give them credit for, for what they've done there turning that around I mean obviously there's the, the utter mess that we had under Romanoff um, and all the, the the creditors that get stuffed up due to administration but since then the Certainly, since the, the fans have got control of it, and, and the likes and Budge has, has been a, a figurehead of that. They, they they certainly are a lot better behind the scenes as well as on the park. So, yeah, I'm quite envious of the youth system. The team, they maybe don't, they maybe don't uh, do so well under twenty level, but that's because they have so many players that well, <laughs> play the first team as well, yeah. playing in the first team squad. Um, so that's something I'm certainly envious of. Another thing that I did see in the forum is where talk about like Sam Nicholson going to Aberdeen but I think that's probably an old rumour from when Hearts got relegated because McInnes was certainly interested in him um, at one point but I would think I don't think Hearts would sell to Aberdeen I don't think, mind you, I don't think we would pay a fee I, think, I don't know see what happens in the summer whether um, I know it's, it's Johnston that uh, Tommy Wright's been told he will have a bit of a bigger budget with Rangers coming into the league so whether there'll be other teams adopting the same policy don't know I heard that mentioned in sports as well. I'll, I'll wait and see what happens because we'll see what bigger budget actually means. But, um, exactly. But yeah, I mean, like you say, the hearts of strength are going to strengthen from a good position to start with. You'd imagine Aberdeen will probably need to do something in the summer. Uh, like you say, if that's going to strengthen depth, then, then great. But um, I think, like, like you say, Aberdeen are going to look back in this season with a bit of regret because they probably. The, the the league was there for the taking, I think. It was, it was. Uh, it? But it's, the, not, it's not just that. The, the the how you've done in the cups this season has been a major disappointment, I think, from Aberdeen's perspective. Uh, yeah, absolutely, uh, no doubt about that. So that's something we need to address in that season. Uh, but going back to the 
the depth in. It needs to be players that are going to improve the starting lineup, um, which we managed to do by getting Shiddy in last season and McLean in the, the January before, mm. because there's a few, a few as a positions as I say that need kind of strengthening. But I do still think there are we need we definitely need that automatically give back up. But it's whether players knows he's going to join in terms of the no starting every week. Um, and there's also still the, the issue of whether we're going to ask for for a new right back with Shia Logan. There was talk last week that there's been maybe some kind of talks between the, between two parties, but I've heard that clubs from where he is from, like Manchester area, have been interested mm-hmm. in like, so Oldham and Bolton and the like. So it's whether they fancied another crack at Europe, playing European right. football or and family situation as well. I don't know. That counts for a lot with him. Aye, well, can't argue that anymore. Yeah. Um, so what I mean, we've, we've touched on Celtic briefly there, but um, we should probably move on to Sunday's game with the, the one each draw against Ross County. Um, to be honest, I never saw the game, but I heard it on the radio, and it sounded to me like Ross County bought it. I think so, yeah. <laughs> and the highlights, the highlights that up. Anyway. there were several chances during the game. I think William Boyce had a couple. Uh, Schalke had one where he was through Paul, on goal. Yep, Paul Quinn at the end. Paul Quinn at the end as well, yeah. There were several chances that Ross County had and they just couldn't hit the target. Uh, the one that did hit the target way, Craig Gordon was moaning the face off the, the linesman about it because he felt that the, the one of the Ross County players never quite caught who it was, but was in his uh, line of sight. I'm technically therefore offside. Now, it was an offside position, but I'm not entirely convinced that Gordon couldn't see the shot anyway. Um, it was a good strike. I don't think he was going to do anything anyway. So, I, I think Celtic were lucky to get a draw in that game. That's a shocking state of affairs at this point in the season. Get, like, we already said, Aberdeen had dropped points on a Friday night, so they knew that going in. Um, Celtic, Fans should have been looking for some kind of reaction after going out to the Scottish Cup last weekend. Um, the, the fact that Ronnie Dyla announced he was leaving uh, through the week, uh, that what, there was then talk of, well, we need to get over the line for him and win, win this title to give him a good send-off. And despite all those things, what we got was Ronnie Dyla once again picking the likes of Brown and Beaton, who were shocking last weekend and were shocking this weekend. Um there was a point in the game where Rogic, who what's it, I'll admit wasn't as good uh, this week as he was last weekend when he came off the bench, he started this weekend, um, he gets subbed off to a chorus of boos because nobody in the stadium agreed with that one. And I th- I, I, I seen it suggested that uh, Rogic was the, the, the least worst of the central midfielders because I don't think any of them had a Not good game. Worst. Aye. Um, it's the, interesting was, as well, though, in terms in terms of players that have come out and supported there, it's not very many, is it? No, it's very quiet, I must admit. Lee Griffiths coming out, I can understand, because yeah. Lee Griffiths came to Celtic, uh, he started off on the bench a lot of the time, uh, under Dyla, sometimes he wasn't even making the bench. Um, and, and to be fair, Dyla worked with him, he's knuckled down, Griffiths is a much improved player and the player that came in at Celtic. He was good to start with, I mean, the, the Lee Griffiths that we saw at Hubs was, was a good goal scorer as well, but I think he has added several aspects to his game while he's been at Celtic, so I think he's oh, probably one of the success stories for, for Dyla. I think yeah. the likes of Kieran Tierney will be the other success story of the Dyla era. Era? Era? <laughs> the Dyla era. Um, because he's, he's obviously the one player that's but there's been so many Celtic youth players have gone out and loan, like the likes of Liam Henderson, Aidan Nesbitt's at Party Thistle at the moment, Darnell Fisher played at St Johnson against Aberdeen on Friday night. Uh, these guys, have, they're, they're doing all right in loan, but they're not. Like, you want to see the team, the players coming through your youth team and going into your own team, not somebody else's team. And, yeah. and Kieran Tierney's been that, been the man who's done that. And he's still only 18 years old and he's played 30 odd games this season. So he's 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 earned that place as well. He's deserved it. He's been one of the better players. Uh, even now, when yeah. you're looking around the team, going, who actually cares? Tierney's one of the ones that cares. Aye, that you hear that most weeks in terms of Tierney that holds that defence together. Aye. Uh, do you think Sviatchenko's been maybe someone that's going to develop into a player for you? His uh, attitude's right. Um, he seems he's another one that seems to be at least getting some credit in the last uh, week or two. Uh, he, he lacks a bit of pace I think he could do with somebody with a bit more pace next to him but um, he's got a good head on him uh, he seems to read the game reasonably well so he can kind of make up for his own lack of pace 
But if you get a nippy striker up against them uh, in a foot race, you lose. Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens in terms of who does come in. Because obviously there's every man and his dogs putting his name in for the job, aren't they? Steve oh, there's been, some, there's been some woeful names. I think for the, the Leeds manager, Steve Evans or something like that. Oh yeah, we had a dodgy time. I think so. But he had a dodgy time at Boston United. Uh, we'll not delve too deep into that because I'm not entirely sure what, what actually happened. I think he got done for. He can, he can get to. Uh, we don't uh, really need that kind of Steve Clark's probably one of the better ones that's been mentioned. I think Steve Clark. Uh, he's a decent manager. He's got a reasonable record. I don't think he's going to set the header on fire, but. I mean, given the. No, I don't think it'll be Lennon. I think Lennon wants it, but I think Lennon wants it because he failed at Bolton and he needs to prove himself again. No, I, I don't. I, experience this time. I, I honestly play. don't know. The I, I've heard several stories that suggest Peter Law wants one man, and uh, Dermot Desmond wants another, and usually what Dermot Desmond bet, says goes. Yeah, I, I would hazard a guess that Desmond would probably want Roy Keane would. Martin O'Neill is director of football. That, yeah, that's one strong rumour I've heard. I don't think O'Neill fancies it. That's the other rumour I've heard. Um, I think Peter Law wants David Moyes. Now, I'll be honest, I don't. I, I wouldn't touch Roy Keane with a barge pole because I think, yes, he would put a rocket up that dressing room, but he'd piss off so many people in that dressing room that don't deserve it. That plus the fact he has absolutely no decent record whatsoever in managerial uh, in his time as a manager down south uh, would suggest that uh, he's the wrong man for the job uh, the other one I want to say was Davy Moyes who um, is a habitual nearly man and that he nearly got pressed and promoted he nearly got Everton into the Champions League but failed in the, in the qualifying the one season he actually qualified for yeah. it um, he, he, he nearly managed to take over properly from Sir Alex Ferguson and then he went to Spain and nearly was uh, getting a team relegated for him. <laughs> he's, he's a manager that's never quite won anything and I've heard too many Everton fans suggest that he's the wrong man. I can't imagine the Celtic fans would take him in terms of the style of football he plays. No, I, don't I know that shouldn't, shouldn't I know that shouldn't be an issue but it, it does come down uh, Martin Neal quite a successful year the football wasn't the, the greatest. Uh, well, it was sometimes and wasn't at other times but I think uh, I know in his early days Celtic certainly showed what he was capable of and the fact that the team I think the problem for a, a, a Martin O'Neill kind is he was able to sign players from down south when we could still afford to sign players oh, from down south yeah. now the market has moved on so ridiculously since then the likes of John Hartson or Chris Sutton or even Neil Lennon would be way out of our budget now so I, th- I think football's changed too much to have a, a Martin Neal kind of manager. Um, I th- the, the real problem is there's no real outstanding candidate that's going to put bums in seats for, uh, to get the, uh, the season ticket the Neal's in uh, that's actually going to sort out the problems in the dressing room and I think there are problems in the dressing room because it's too much like you say there was not much support for Ronnie Nyler last week. Um, I think we need somebody that can work in the very restrictive environment at Celtic at the moment where Peter Law seems to run everything. Unless Peter Law was going out the door, that would be a preference. Maybe he wants to be a marriage at all. I heard he was in the dressing room after the game at the weekend. I'm not sure if that actually happened or not. <laughs> it may have happened. But um I've 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 seen I've seen mixed reviews as to whether that was a made up story or not. Yeah. I th- I think they'll probably go for someone British. I don't think they'll go for someone European this time. I don't know, I think that's the problem. There, there just isn't a, a good list. Uh, and there's just. The names that have been linked so far are predictable. And I think, like, if you look at what McBookie's betting odds for who's going to be the manager, there's nothing there that like, makes you think, aye, he's the man for it. See what I did here, right? Been linked, and he's a pretty decent value, Alex Neal. Aye, he was at Hamilton and now at Norwich. But I would think they'll go for someone more experienced. Uh, Probably, aye. Um, I mean, the, the other thing to remember is two years ago we got Ronnie Dylan, and nobody had heard of Ronnie Dylan in, in Scotland. I think that ah. probably that, that probably set him on the wrong foot to start with, because if they haven't heard of you in Scotland, you're off to a oh, negative start. Useless, because aye, aye. Nobody looks beyond the, the British Isles as far as the, the press up here are concerned. 
så siger man jo ikke, at Femme Jensen, men ikke hjemme i Celtic, ja, ja, hø, hva? Hvad siger for det? Feyenoord, ne? Jeg tænker, som om vi nu er Feyenoord, lad mig så bare. Jeg tænker, Joe Vanglas was another one. <laughs> Man is Aston Villa a while ago. It was a pretty successful manager this thing, but nah, me, who? Doctor who? That was the joke in the, the back pages. No, I don't think it was particularly successful at Celtic anyway, but I don't think yeah. it was particularly bad either. I'm just looking through all the list of people in the Mitbuki odds. Some of them are ridiculous, you like, why are they even mentioned? Aye. Tom Boyd. Like, why, why would Tom Boyd get managers? Exactly, what's he ever done? I think it's probably just listing people that put for the request. Celtic. That's the other thing. The media are playing their part in this as well. As soon as Ronnie Dyler announced he was uh, to step down at the end of the season, it was a case of the media phoning up everybody that could possibly be linked with the job. I think like Neil Lennon had made a statement with about 15 minutes of Ronnie Dyler saying he wanted the job, but then they were on the phone to like, Henrik Larson. He was another obvious name, and I don't think he'd take it either. I think I think Henrik's too smart to take that job because I don't think Henrik is an especially great coach. He is a, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Tennant Larson as a player, but how many times do you see a great player become a great manager? It rarely happens. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty, surely Mark McGee's time to step up, isn't it? Ah, I've seen that name linked as well. <laughs> I don't think that will happen. I do, I've got fond memories of Mark McGee at Celtic Park, but they tend to involve Aberdeen getting humped. Yeah, see, I've sure heard that one in again. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers? I think he'll win another Premier, another Premier League job down soon. Uh, probably, aye. Uh, Roberto Martinez is another one that got linked because oh, he's been sacked that. by Everton. Oh, has he been sacked? Uh, well, I don't think that's been confirmed, but I've seen that mitted uh, on, on Twitter a few times today. He was uh, for the uh, off. He's the type of person I think Celtic would go for, that current board. Um, to be honest, aye. I think that's half the problem. Oh, I, I, I'd be happy with that. It was it was pretty evident that um, at Celtic Park on on Sunday that the fans are fed up with the board because there was more than one protest that likes uh, um, Wall and Desmond. Uh, the, the, I think the was it the the Green Brigade held up a banner about like uh, empty empty promises, empty hearts, empty stands kind of thing. They also didn't spell Peter Wall's name right, but then I bet they're very good at spelling. Don't think the issue is though. What do Celtic do in terms of spending money or how do they progress as a club? Because it's realistically, realistically, yeah. right, okay, they're expected to win the league, yep. right? Expected to win at least one of the cups, probably. The Europe, the hope is they get in the Champions League and even just getting into group stages is good. But the problem is that we're lying, getting them into past the group stage at times. Aye. Then expectations get raised. Realistically, though, I think even if just Celtic get into the Champions League, group stages you're doing well I think well, to, as far as Celtic are concerned that well you're right they, they're expected to win the league and they'll be expected to win the league next season as well even though they'll be a Rangers in the league this year or this year coming um, but they're also expected to, you're right they're also expected to get into the Champions League and I don't think that's an unrealistic expectation because when you consider we're expected to win the league because we've got such bigger resources when you compare it against the likes of Aberdeen and Hearts and all the other teams in the league that's fair enough but look at who they went out of the Champions League to in the last few seasons Malmo we've got bigger uh, resources than Malmo uh, Liga Warsaw we've got bigger resources than them ok I got overturned in the, thanks to some dodgy paperwork but um, the, the, them went and played was it uh, Maribor I think was it Maribor in the next round, and lost to them as well. These aren't teams that have got bigger resources than Celtic, so the same should go for them as goes for everybody in Scotland. Celtic are capable of beating these teams and should be beating them because they've got the better resources. Now, football doesn't work like that because if football was just purely about resources, there'd be no point playing it. It'd just be, yep, Celtic would have a bigger budget than everybody else, and nobody would go and watch it because it'd be predictable. But... Uh, I think that can. Over the course of things, we should be able to, we should be putting up better use of the resources we've got. I think is half the problem. And at the moment, although we've got all these great resources, our scouting network appears to be. Let's phone up Mark Wall, Peter's son at Man City, and see what he's got. Or failing that, we'll phone up Dudu the Hand and see who he's got to offer as far as players go this week. Or, or, or sight or sighting players that even feature. 
At least Ryan Christie getting the bench at the weekend, but uh, I suppose whoever, whoever comes in is going to have a big, a, a big uh, kind of deal in their hand with sorting that squad out because it certainly needs a bit of, bit of, mm, better balance yeah. to it. I think, I think overall there needs to be a massive rethink at Celtic from top to bottom because it looks to me like there's a lot of ideas that are half implemented. So I get the idea that we need to bring in players on the cheap and sell high to be able to balance out the fact that we can't compete with the likes of the Premiership when it comes to wages. Um, I, I get the idea that we want to be bringing through the youth and, and get, that's the ideal scenario because that doesn't cost us anything. You bring them into the team yeah. and they, well, they either stay in the team because the Celtic fans are like playing for Celtic or you sell them on for money. It's not like Celtic don't haven't spent money. No, that's that. They just haven't spent, spent money. Why? Money. Just, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, we, don't, we could really do with a scout that knows what a striker looks like because out of about 15 strikers we've signed, we've had about two good ones. Aye, but you know, I think the issue is that if a striker comes in, they probably know they're not going to play again ahead of Griffiths. Because obviously you got Kazim Richards and whoever gave him a two and a half year deal, that was crazy. But when's Carlton Cole signed to? Cause I've I think he's no seen 18 months, but I think he'll go at the end of the season because I, I think, think so. Clause on it. But Kazim Richards uh, is a perfect example. His agent, Dudu Dahan. Who have you got this week, Dudu? So he he he's such he's got such an in at Celtic that he was part of last year's uh, parade when they were parading the trophy around. He actually got to wander in the park with the, the wives and girlfriends as well. It's pathetic. It's some of the things that go on at Celtic. But if you look at, I mean, the players that came in this season, forget it. That even that was season. Chiftke came in. Yep. Wait, it was away in January. Yep. Is Yanko still injured? Yanko's been injured most of the season, unfortunately. He uh, he was one that looked like he had promise, uh, and because he's been out injured for so long, people forgot who he is. Um, Samirovic, who's been injured pretty most much since he, since yep. he got there. Uh, Scott Allen, who's hardly well, featured. Scott Allen, I think, was signed as banter. Just uh, to win. Ryan Christie, who... Ryan Christie again that seems like a good idea half executed I still don't understand why we brought him back in January we should have yeah, left him yeah. for the rest of the season yeah he'd been better off playing certainly because yeah. he's done what was he done recently playing the development squad so, the development squad's pointless this is this is going back to what we're saying about Hearts Hearts development squad doesn't really do much because all their under 20s are in their team their yeah, first team and that's I'm jealous of that because it's, the only one we've got that came out of theirs is well, actually, there's two. There's Kieran Tierney and then Cal McGregor sometimes. Yeah, but no, no, no one really cares about development teams. They want players getting developed for the first team. That's why it's called development. Because our development squad, uh, half of it went out and drew one each race in the weekend. Because if you look through that Ross County team, that's a, like half that team is like our development squad for a few seasons ago. Uh, Marcus Fraser was out there. Jackson Irvin was out there. Uh, Michael Gardine was out there. These are players that all were on Celtic spits. I think Scott Fox uh, and goal was in the books at one point as well. Ah, did you mention Jackson off and I? Yep. It's just, there's, there's too many players do that with Celtic. They come in, uh, they come through our race and then disappear off to another team. Yeah, I thought that was part of the remit when Dyla came in was as well to develop young players. I know Tierney's come in, but aside from that, that's, that's it. That's it. Aye. Aiden is, but. Maybe. I mean, he's getting a good write up at Thistle anytime I've heard. That's it. But I think he's still a, a, a work in progress. Uh, it remains to be seen if Liam Henderson comes back and gets into the Celtic team. He's done all right at Hibs. Uh, so, I mean, fair play to him for that. I think, did he not get what, one, one of the Players of the Year award things last night at Hibs? I don't know. Might have done. I think I think a young player of the year for them, which isn't a bad guy when he's on one. Um, I seen it mentioned as well. Someone I can't remember which journalist it was, but talk about Scott Brown whether he should give up the Scotland games. But you won't do that. I think Scott Brown's came out before and said he will he will not retire from international football. So to be honest, he plays better for Scotland than he is for Celtic at the moment. But I don't think he's fat. I think I'm I'm prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think Scott Brown was out injured earlier this season and came back too soon, and I don't think he's been 100 percent fat since because he's been. He's been nowhere near the Scott Brown that was playing before he got injured. So, I'm I'm going to give him a benefit of the doubt until at least next season. Yeah. Anyway, we'll probably... Well, probably, probably, probably <laughs> I would... 
the only thing we haven't covered really in the Premiership was uh, the, the Dundee and Partick Thistle game. Aye, Dundee won two one. Um, did you did you see Kane Hemmings celebrations? That's no, no, boy. After the first goal, it looked like he was dancing in front of a what the the, the fans in the stand for the way the camera was pointing at him. The problem was he was dancing in front of the big empty back by the grasses. <laughs> so I'm not entirely sure who he was showing off to. <laughs> yeah, I said going back to when I was talking earlier about Hearts, they were kind of talking about the fact they like to sign Hemmings, but Hemmings still in contract. That one was as well as Greg Stewart, but see either Greg Stewart or Ken Hemmings. If you want to try and sign them, don't you be looking for a fair bit of money for it either? Oh, sure. Well, Kane Hemmings has got two years to go, and Greg Stewart's got one. Um, the talkers are going to they're, they're trying to negotiate with both of them. Yeah, but I think I, I think if you're going to sign one of them, then Greg Stewart's probably one of more favourite because he's only got a year left. Because I think you're right about Kane Hemmings. You're looking for to get a decent bit of money off him. Oh, definitely. But anyway, I mean, what if Rangers come in in the, the summer? I mean, he started off at Rangers. You can imagine. I know. I'd be that. going back there. But is there, war chest, is there actually a war chest? Is there, they talk of £5 million, but is that maybe just overall budget in terms of wages as well? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Well, all will be revealed, won't it? The other one was there, Louis Small, but he'll still be in contract with Motherwell for, I would think, at least in our season. Uh, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I've never checked his, his uh, contract situation. Where are someone like Billy Mackay would maybe go there? Don't know, I think he's well, certainly he may look to move away for Dundee United given they look what they're going down, but you never know. He might finish this season in the championship. Seems unlikely. Um I suppose it depends whether they can afford his wages in the championship. Aye, true. I think that's gonna be a big problem for Dundee United when they go down is how they afford everything. Though the one thing is that if if Dundee United managed to have a decent season in the championship it might help get some of the crowds back. Possibly. I'd certainly that helped when Hibs went down in 90. Yeah. I can't remember uh, whether when Dundee United went down last time whether it helped them in terms of crowds because their support isn't they particularly great. No. Was that the 90s? I was early 90s as well wasn't it? They went down. Because they, they were going down for a season as well. Came back up. Yeah. Right. right. We should move on because time's marching on. We started this late as it was. <laughs> um. There are predictions for the weekend to do, and then we'll come on to the charity bit. And I think first up, as far as predictions go, uh, is the... Hearts and Celtic. Yes. Hearts, Hearts, it's just two stats for this game, right? No particularly this game directly, but Hearts have won six of their last seven home matches, and Celtic are undefeated in 26 of their last 28 away matches. So you're saying they're already <laughs> I'm saying 2 1 Hearts. I think Hearts think, are going to win. Yep. I think Hearts will get back to winning ways. Yep. I think I, I know Hearts don't really seem to be up for trying to chase up uh, Aberdeen, but this is a different get off. This is. Oh, it's still be well Hearts Celtic is a big game, um, but I think Hearts will probably outmaneuver out us and outmuscle us. They're just bullies. They did it against Aberdeen a few weeks ago. Yeah. I'm going to go for a one-all draw. I should, well, we should say that if Celtic win this, then the league's effectively win. Only effectively, though, because it would be a goal difference. Aberdeen could only match Celtic's uh, points that way, and they're not going to make up the goal difference. So. Uh, this this could have been a title party, officially, if Celtic had beat Ross County, but they blew it. So. It won't be. It definitely won't be. What the odds, Bob? What the odds? Uh, aye, aye. Uh, what we got? Hearts are twenty-two to five. Make up some of that. Seventeen to five a draw. Three to five Celtic. So that's the the lunchtime kickoff. That's what channel is that one? Do we know? Sky, BT, one of them. Don't know. Uh, one easy doesn't remember to check out. Uh, okay, so Saturday three o'clock kickoffs. We'll start off at Petardre, Aberdeen versus Motherwell. Oh, I don't know. Um, her home form has been good I'll go for 2-1 I'm going to go for 1-0 but, but I, I'm starting to count and Aberdeen just dropped enough points for Celtic to win the league anyway aye. when I'm going for 2-1 that's my heart instead of my head because I just don't know as I said we've struggled against Motherwell but 
I'd love to put McGee in his place a wee bit. Well, I think, I think Pataudry will be a bit more difficult for him, but I, I, I do fancy a draw on that one. Uh, Aberdeen are four to seven, which I would say is pretty poor odds just now. Um, they should probably be a bigger price than that. Um, the draw sixteen to five and Motherwell are five to one, nice. which considering Motherwell's form, five to one is a, a, an attractive price. <laughs> you know, dude, I'm almost tempted to say Hearts Aberdeen for the charity. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ten pound on that, three hundred and twenty-four pounds. Bit high. With it, no, I don't like what we're touching that. No, I hearts, hearts, my There's a nice wee double. Just somebody should try it, just for a laugh. Um, okay, right. So moving on, uh, Hamilton versus Kilmarnock, probably the biggest game of the weekend, right, as far as uh, as actually making a difference could go, because <laughs> this could be uh, Kilmarnock's uh, Hamilton's already secure. And of course, could set up a Dundee Derby relegation possibility. Yeah, as we mentioned earlier, Kilmarnock will be without Jimmy McDonald. Yep. Hamilton will get back to a wee bit of goal scoring form. Kind of points towards a Hamilton win, doesn't it? I think so. Um, think, I think, I don't know if I get three goals like I did this weekend. I like two. I'm going to say 2 1 Hamilton. Uh, I'm going to go for. Two all, Desmond. Right, and it's 21-20 to 20 for Hamilton to win, 13-5 to 5 the draw, or 13-5 to 5 for Kilmarnock to win. So the bookies are only too sure. <laughs> uh, next up, Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoffs is Partick Thistle versus Inverness, and the game it doesn't really matter. Aye, apart from maybe money, prize money. Aye. You, you, I know you mentioned that earlier, but I think uh, that, like, Going back to what Graeme Sinesh said, that probably matters for more, uh, West Brom as well. Prize money to be won. The higher up the league you finish, the more you win. So, just to put the proof as soon as we talk, I've heard nonsense earlier. Uh, right, part of this, I'm just going Paul Band. I, this could be nothing each, it wouldn't surprise me. I think so. Uh, I'll go for one all. It's 64 Thistle to win, Party Thistle that is. 2 to 1 Inverness to win, and 23 to 10 to draw. Uh, the final 3 o'clock game on Saturday is Ross County versus St Johnson in the top 6 pointless game. Um, I don't really see this being a 0 0 draw. This, this could be a. It's hard to know because it depends what St Johnson turns up. Well, if the St Johnson turns up the plays Aberdeen, then I St Johnson will win, but the St Johnson have. Got so many points against Aberdeen hasn't turned up a lot this well eh, 2016 anyway. Yeah. Um, County have been a bit indifferent since they they won the cup. Yep. I'm going one all. Going for one all. Yep. Uh, <laughs> nah, I'm going to go for two one County. Well, it's 65 Ross County to win, 23 to 10 for St Johnson, and five to two to draw. And the final game of the weekend, technically, the weekend, but it's a Monday night game. Hi. There's the Dundee Derby at Dens Park. There's been a couple of decent ones this season. I think they've all been good, and I think it's a, it's, it's good that we've managed to get this final one. Um, it's probably going to be the last one for a wee while. Uh, and, and Scottish, Aye, football needs, the Scottish, fo- Scottish football needs a strong Dundee United. We need league reconstruction now. To keep Dundee United up and keep the Dundee Derby a fixture on the, the, the Scottish football calendar. <laughs> Start the campaign here. Um, no, I think this is as good as the other three that we've had this season. We'll, we'll run for a treat on Monday night. So, um, I've already said Hamilton are going to beat Kilmarnock, so it won't officially relegate Dundee United if Dundee win. But um, I'll pretty much can almost confirm that by this point. So I will have to back Dundee, I think. I will say... I'm going to go 3-1 Dundee. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking as well, 3-1 Dundee. And uh, two, two all draws, isn't there? Um, like, I can't remember, actually. I remember the first one was a 2 all because Dundee United scored later on for their equalise. I'm pretty sure the last one was a 2 all as well. I could be right. Anyway, it's 11-8 for Dundee to win, 2-1 for Dundee United to win, and 5-2 to draw. So that's a lot of the the predictions. Um, 
Well, the Dundee odds aren't bad, but I don't really want to be waiting until Monday night for the chance. Uh, um, uh, 21 to 20 for Hamilton. If you fancy that, that was about the only other one we really agreed on. Did we? I thought I went for a draw. Did you? Oh. Uh, after I said I went point towards Hamilton when I did, I think I went for a draw actually. What about Strandard at 5 to 6 at home against Kilian Beath? I know they've obviously both got something to play for, but Strandard have got uh, a playoff spot to try and secure. Yeah, yeah I think that's probably a good bet. The fact which, at home. which could be decent. Um, Falkirk are short at 1 to 2, but. Yeah, if there was something, if there was something else we could put in there, Wraith at thirty-one to twenty at Lovey. Uh, actually, actually, maybe just Renard and Wraith. Why? Are, why are we through us thirty-one to twenty? Don't know, but you'd think they'll want to. Can I keep one into? Uh, you would think so, eh? I'm going into playoffs. Yep. Let's go, st- let's go, and Wraith through us. Ten pound is forty-six seventy-five. Aye. aye Do you aye. want to put Falkirk in there? No. Just keep just, it double. Keep it simple. Aye, I would say just aye. Okay. Keep it simple. I am happy with that. Uh, we'll need to go with the first goal scorer. Aye, now, uh, now before the podcast started, can I, a wee bit last minute, can I said whether anyone had any suggestions for a first goal scorer bet? So we did have a reply, which was very good. Uh, Viper Piper ninety one, and he has said about Martin Wacorn, who should be returning from injury. Mm-hmm. They've said uh, the midweek game. Um, against is it Dumbarton? Yes. Right, they said that's too early for him. It's Tuesday. No. Tuesday. Oh, sorry, it's Hibs up on Dumbarton. That's right. The, the midweek game's too early for him. So he should return against St. Man on on uh, well, Sunday. Um, so I reckon it's a good shout actually because he's obviously been a good uh, bet for first goal scorer recently before he gets his injury. Penalties as well. It's on the penalties. So there's always a bet of that. The only slight doubt is whether he'll start. Yeah, but that's, that's you the reckon they'll like, win, win, win the cup final? They want to give him a run out before the cup final because this game doesn't mean anything to Rangers. It's just a game against yeah. him. It doesn't mean so, yeah. either. So there's a good chance he's going to want to try and play a decent amount in that game and get himself in the cup final squad. Aye, plus if it does come in, we can blame Viper. Viper and he's, and he's, 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 he's happy enough to take the blame, he said. And to be honest, uh, we, we went for Craig Gunn at the weekend right there, and, and he didn't score first either. So, what do we know? We may as well go for somebody else. He's exactly, and he was good enough to reply. Aye, it was, uh, it was pretty quick off the mark. So, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying, so I'm happy to go with it. Yep, well, we'll go with it. Um, I can't remember whether the odds are up there or not yet, but because uh, it's Rangers, sometimes they are. I would guess he'll be about 72. That would be, be uh, uh, the odds are not, so we'll, we'll tweet them at SFF Podcast later in the week. I just want to check something out of interest, actually. Just to see if they have a price on him for the Livingston game. Because you would think the odds would be quite similar. Aye, he is priced for the game tomorrow at 3-1. to one. So... For the guy that's not expected to play, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> that's about what well, Alright, so we'll, we'll tweet that later in the week. Um, and let's say Stranardi Throvers double is the other bet. And uh, that's the, the, the final uh, first goal scorer bet of the, the season, I think, because the league finishes next weekend. Yeah, aye. Unless McBookie give us like any first goal oh, scorer bets for the playoffs. Uh, which I'm sure they would love to. I'm sure they'd love to. Oh, they might do, eh? but I'm sure that's quite difficult to pick. Picking <laughs> for the league, never mind those games. Um, but yeah, I mean that's probably up for this week. I have a run out of things to say. I been quite uh, in depth. I actually thought before we started there might not be that much to talk about because we're getting towards the end of the season. But uh, I we covered a fair bit. And we started talking about Aberdeen. Let's face it, that's that's a uh, special subject. But that, I would give a good mention to Hearts though as well. It's that kind of time where you're t- starting to think you're reviewing the season and where teams can progress in that season. So we might cover all our teams next week, you never know. The pitch is on. Oh, but, uh, we'll, we'll finally know how uh, League 2 is going to pan out. So we'll go into the playoffs. I think the playoffs themselves will be exciting. Now, obviously, Aye. we won't get the the final uh, bits of the, the, from the Premiership playoff until a couple of weeks yeah. but certainly uh, League 2 and League 1 and 
even the star of the championship player for Benetton. Is it? Do we know if any of it's televised yet? Is it not BT Sport? Get some of it. Was that not the BT Sport? I think Fox? they might have the the the, the, the I, I want to call it the championship one, but it's no. It's the prem. It's it's they call it the Premiership. Aye. Because it's playing for the Premiership. Yeah. And involves a Premiership team. So. I, I, but I've got a feeling that BT Sport have got some of it. They might do. I think BBC Albor usually good at picking them up as well. So. Fingers crossed. We can see some of the action. I'm sure it'll be announced in due course. Yep. Alright, now I'm done. <laughs> Aye. Uh, all that's left to say is thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, thanks for coming on, John. Cheers, Chris. Not join, John. Yep. <laughs> Bye. Right, cheers. <laughs>